Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Unqualified Podcast. Uh, my name is Andrew Farrow. And I'm Joe Coggin. And today we have a plethora of interesting topics that we are not qualified on to discuss today. Um, I think I mentioned to you briefly a moment ago, we're going to be talking about the um, the eucalyptus tree, or better known as the gum tree. The gum tree. Yeah, the gum tree. So I know that the eucalyptus tree um, is in Africa, or sorry, not Africa, Australia. Um, because that's a primary food of the koala. It is. It is. Um, and it's also poisonous to humans, I believe. Is it really? Yes. Probably because of the alcohol content. Mm. Because this is why uh, eucalyptus trees can sometimes explode. Okay. Is because apparently, you know, I haven't even pulled up on Wikipedia yet. You know, give me a second. But, like, from what I've heard, you know, and what I believe, you know, eucalyptus trees and plants they um they're full of they're very high in alcohol content so combustion is not really i guess an issue for them right and trees are already flammable right so you combine the two and it's like wood exactly that's an explosive combination (laughs) um so i got i got the uh i got the wikipedia page here okay um Right now, I got uh, eucalyptus is a genus of over 700 species of flowering trees, shrubs, wow. or malies. Malies. Mal- Am I saying that right? I have no idea what word you're even trying to say. A mali. Mali. Molly. Cool. Mali. M-A-L-L-E-E. Mali. I would cool? go with mali. Yeah. Is a growth habit... Of certain eucalypt species that okay. grow with multiple stems springing from an underground lignotuber, whatever that is, usually to a height of no more than 10 f- meters, 33 feet. Wow. It's pretty tall. The giant colossal squid's bigger than that. <laughs> Figured I'd let everyone know. How big, that's a good question, how big do you think a tree can go, can get? The world's largest tree? Yes. Um, aren't the redwoods in California the world's largest trees? Or Are they? I don't know. They're they're colossal. They're, I don't know. They're huge. Well, so I got the world's um, largest tree here, dude. So my guess would be... Take a guess. Like 120 feet? I don't know how... I don't know <laughs> what unit I'm looking at this in, but this is a big tree. You know what it's called? It's called the General Sherman tree. Okay. Yes. Uh, That's a redwood, right? Y- I don't know. Is a giant sequoia, so. sequoia dendron gigantum. Okay. okay. That's Latin for anyone unfamiliar. Um, tree located in the giant forest of the Sequoia National Park in okay. is I can't say this county name. Tulare? Is that does that sound about right? Yeah. Tulare County. I don't know for sure, but yeah. In the U.S state of california by volume it is the largest known living single stem tree on earth Hmm. this thing looks crazy while the general sherman is the largest currently living tree it is not the largest historical historically recorded tree ah the crannell creek giant a coast redwood near trinidad california it's it's always in california yeah they just grow huge trees Uh, what they just this is insane. It's estimated to be, have been 15 to 25% larger than the General Sherman. Okay. And how big is the General Sherman? Uh, okay, here we go. Height. Take a guess. I said 120 feet. 
which would be 40 yards, 40 meters, approximately. Double it. 80 meters? That's so right. it's 240 feet tall. 274.9 feet 274 tall. 274 feet tall. To give you perspective. That's 27 stories. It's a little bit more than six colossal squids. <laughs> <laughs> you just stack them on top of each other. Wow. <laughs> no. This this thing's insane. Guess how yeah. big its circumference at on the ground is? Something that large. You need a big base. Uh, circumference of distance. Yeah, around. Around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fifty feet. Hundred and two point six. Hundred and two feet. Wow, dude, you've been I've doubled. Halved, you yeah. have every I've single correct answer. Do not take a midterm <laughs> on this the General Sherman tree. Um, this is, this isn't, this is impressive. Yeah. That's amazing. It's a giant tree. There's, it's like in the movies, you know, those movies where it's like, there's like walking trees. Like what's that one movie with the ring Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Have you seen Lord of the Rings? Yes, there's like walking tree guys. Okay, yes. Yeah. I feel like if this guy came alive and started walking around. Yeah. How, how would you handle that? Uh, well, I think the seismic activity would cause California to break off from the continental United States. Oh, that's right, because it's on a fault line. We forgot. No, well, um, no, but seriously, that would be freaky. If you're just driving down the road and you see a giant tree walking on the side it, like, of the highway, looks at you. He's like, "Yo, what is that? What are they doing?" And then he just keeps walking. And then, like, sometimes he can, like, I don't know, like, can do you think they can like replant themselves like in a different location? Like, if there's better sunlight. Do you believe they exist? That's a better question. Walking trees? Yeah. No. Why not? Because I haven't seen one. I, I need... Because there's no evidence of it. Gosh, you're such a dream killer, dude. <laughs> you don't think walking trees could exist? I think that there's a possibility. I know there's a plant that I walks. I think in your mind it could happen. No, I know there's a plant that walks. Okay. But it, like, walks very, very slowly. It's, like, the one, like, one one stem like very slowly moves and it like slowly walks like over the okay. course of like years okay it can go like a foot in like eight years or something but okay. it walks technically um no so that was just an interesting story i thought you know yeah you know i was re reliably informed by an anonymous source that eucalyptus trees explode and i was wondering you know the general sherman so are eucalyptus trees poisonous to humans because that's that was my understanding. I don't think you can eat a eucalyptus tree. Yeah, that's yeah. But koala koalas do. So what do koalas have in their digestive system that we don't have to what? for them to be able to digest eucalyptus leaves? Hmm. Well, you know, at that point we'd be qualified, but I don't know why they're toxic. So, but I also aren't there also other uses for eucalyptus tree oil? I believe that there are also oh. other like topical. It it can be used as like a topical medicine. Yeah, no, no, it's very flammable. Okay. So it's uh, it's very useful for like you know in place of oil. Okay. In place of you okay. know things you'd sure. use yeah. red oil. And I have um, a great website up right now. Um, Wiki ten interesting Wikipedia. facts. No. Ten interesting facts about koalas. And there's Ooh. an adopt an animal button. Oh. So maybe okay. you can adopt a koala. Um possibly. 
they koalas aren't bears they're marsupials yes, obviously true. you know we knew that so is a wombat a wombat is also a marsupial and it's also native to australia a wombat yes uh i don't know what a wombat is i've heard of them it's like a small rodent type animal oh so it's not like a a bat no oh wow no i, I have seen these things before yeah they can run at 25 miles an hour wow that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's that's actually really impressive. Let's take a look here. And these are tiny animals that are oh, running yeah. at 25 miles an hour. They this have thing, really stumpy legs. Yeah, no, it's like imagine Sonic the Hedgehog without the yeah. uh, tail. That's that's a that's a wombat. Um, but no, koalas—they're not bears. They're marsupials. Um, they can be found southeastern and eastern Australia. They can be found in—I forgot the in. My bad. You know, I'm I'm reading here. Um, they have very, su- they have a very supportive butt. That's okay. a fun fact on here because awesome. They can they have such a curved spine. Okay, that the amount of weight they have should make them fall off of the branch. Okay, and but you their know, butt weight helps them balance. Yes, amazing. Yeah, see, you're learning important facts today. <laughs> um, they're very fussy eaters. They only eat eucalyptus. You know, I think mm. I'm, I think I'm reading these fun facts off of like a website that's like trying to inform you on whether you should adopt one (laughs) so it's like you know they're fussy eaters they're really cute it's like all right yeah but like give me some give me some numbers um oh sadly koala (laughs) that's terrible it says sadly koala numbers are on the decline Uh, they're on the they're on the down downward trend wow that's crazy probably due to deforestation yeah most likely that's a global problem let's be real yeah um so regarding that, uh, I had more topics. You know, that was a great segue into koalas because I love koalas and I think they're very cool. Yeah. Not as much as turtles, but koalas are pretty great. And I also love how we haven't referred to them as koala bears the whole time because we knew the whole time. We knew they weren't bears. Actually, actually, I was trying pupils. to save time. And frankly, if I say koala bear, that's like too much work. Yeah. So I just went yeah. with koala. Other marsupials. Kangaroos are also marsupials. Are they really? As are platypi. Platypi. <laughs> Platypi are the only mammals that lay eggs. I have a question. And one of Why? them is named Perry. That's a ter- No. So, I have a question. Why did you Why didn't you just say the platypus? Cuz like most people would have just said the platypus, but no, you went with platypi. Uh That's like the equivalent of saying, "Let octopi, me go poke that cactus. Let me go poke those cacti." Like Yes, but I mean it's also like saying octopi instead of saying octopus it's like saying a chicken and egg scenario that's like <laughs> there's like no social conditioning there is like what i'm trying to say i'm trying to point out to you that it's just weird to hear platypi the correct word yes it's weird to hear me say the correct word yeah okay. because society normally would not <laughs> say the platypus okay they would say the, the platypus. platypus there we the go platypus. all right no so like off like a different branch and like something that's actually interesting tree um, branch different tree branch different eucalyptus tree branch um I was also, I recently had an interesting article, and I don't have it with me. Maybe I do. Um, But it's on quantum computing. Quantum computing. Okay. Is this the quantum supremacy? Is that what we're discussing? The quantum supremacy? Google's quantum supremacy. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, I believe the program is named, or the computer is named Sycamore. Is it Sycamore? I, I could be wrong but i believe that's the name which is also another tree name um yes so it's typically feared due to potentially rendering i'm reading this off of 
uh, cryptoglobe.com right now, mm. so not my not my words. But um, basically, it can mine Bitcoin so fast. Um, it can mine like three million Bitcoin in like two minutes. Wow! Which, if you think about it, well, that makes Bitcoin obsolete. It does, and um, <laughs> it's called. Are you ready for this? Yes. Sounds like a great movie. The Quantum Threat. The Quantum Threat. Yeah, Ooh. that's the that's the header like to this it. paragraph. It says a medium post theorized on the capabilities of the quantum computer Sycamore. You're right. Google's latest quantum breakthrough. This is crazy. So how do you think quantum computing works? What is quantum com- What is computing? So quantum computing in a traditional mechanical computer language you have a set of binary code which are zeros and ones um but with quantum computing uh you have a superposition of a zero and a one at the same time so it computes both zero and one at the same time at the same time now we kind of have something similar to that and it's regarded as Moore's Law. Have you heard of Moore's Law? I have not heard of Moore's Law. So Moore's Law is essentially this guy named Moore, okay. Professor Moore, or some, maybe he was a professor, maybe he wasn't. Um, he essentially said our computing power doubles mm. every two years. Yes, every, I've, actually, I've heard that. Not yes. two years, every 18 months, I believe is okay. the correct thing. Okay. So Moore's Law is essentially stating that every two years, our computers get twice as good. Yes. And this is would this would kind of be a giant leap from that if you think about it because yeah, we've been leap. we've had yeah. a, such a linear curve or yes. a linear line yeah. regarding how good our computers are right it's been growing steadily you know mm-hmm. every eighteen months nearly doubling he he kind of looked prophetic right um and so quantum computing if Sycamore is as good as these as these folk over at Google say yeah they have just shattered Moore's law right. entirely. Yeah. It does not exist anymore. It's not a law. It's a hypothesis, perhaps. Well, I think it's a null hypothesis at this point. It's a null. That's a good word. That's in fitting in trend, too. That is a null hypothesis. No. So what what do you think the quantum part of the computing is? Why do you think we call it quantum computing? Well, it's because of the ability for the code to read as both zero and one at the same time. Oh, okay. We kind of can do that now, though, to a degree, because to a we, degree. Have, we have multi-threading. To a degree, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that there are some ways to simulate it with a classical computer, but with a quantum computer, it, it just blows the classical computer out it of just the explodes. water. Um, like a eucalyptus in, in that same article, I believe that there was a statement about um, it took the quantum computer... Um, a very, very short amount of time. 200 seconds. 200 seconds to compute something that would take, what was it, like 218,000 years or something? No. No? Yeah, I have it right here. It okay. said Sycamore managed to take a quant- comp- computational, 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 <laughs> I combined a quantum and <laughs> computational. Um, it said Sycamore uh, took a computational benchmark. Mm. The same okay. as the world's fastest computer at that time. Okay. Um, Sycamore completed it in 200 seconds. Wow. And the fastest computer, it would, it's estimated, it's not done. It right. Would, it's estimated to take 10,000 years. Wow. So. Wow. Think on that. Um, that's kind of showing this giant leap that Google has apparently made. Right. And 
there's something else I want to talk about because it's frankly super cool. Uh, have you heard of the Google Assistant? You know, like Siri? Yeah. But better, as or everyone says. Cortana. Cortana's garbage. Cortana is garbage. Actually, I think she can hear me right now. Hey, Cortana, <laughs> you, don't worry. We're not talking about you. Um, no, so like Google, Google's Assistant used to be hosted in their Google Cloud. Okay. And I'm pulling this straight from my memory bank. Okay. It's part of the top 100 useless facts I know. <laughs> um, Google has had their Google Assistant up in their cloud, and whenever you want to use the Assistant on the app, it like yeah. remotes into there, you know, and then they brings in Google Assistant, and she's like, what can I do for you? Well, they've managed to take it. Guess how big Google Assistant is on their cloud? In what unit? Gigabytes. A thousand. It's actually half that. Okay, five hundred. It's, it's half a terabyte. Yes. Okay. And so, Google's managed to take that half of that five hundred gigs and managed to lower it down into fifty megabytes. 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 Wow. I don't know if actually. Don't quote me on that. Okay. I don't know if it was fifty gigs. I might. Okay. I think it may have been bigger actually. Wow. But they managed to shrink it into like fifty megabytes. That's amazing. And they're putting it on all of your phones. Wow. Well, they're not putting it on all your phones. On all of Google's. Phones. All of Google's all phones. All of their phones. Yeah, all of their phones are putting on. Yeah. And so I thought that was interesting, keeping in trend with quantum computing and giant leaps. Because if you think about it, doing something like that is yeah. kind of revolutionary. Yeah. That's like. And there are a lot of applications, um, and a lot of kind of scary applications when you get into the world of AI. Oh, quantum computing. Oh, we've never been to AI before. This is all right. So, regarding quantum computing and AI, do you think AI is going to ruin? Is going to run over us? Do you think they're going to like? I don't like. I don't want to be attacked by like my toaster. Like how? How would that even go about? Like, if my fridge needs software updates, like, <laughs> at what point is it enough enough? Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know that there's, I don't foresee AI being put in your refrigerator. It's already being put in your fridge. For what use? Why do you need AI in your refrigerator? I don't know, but that I know seems... Samsung has made a refrigerator that has AI in it. Well, I I know that they have a technologically advanced fridge that you can um, connect with your other Samsung devices. Um, yes, yes. So there's an artificial intelligence refrigerator by okay. LG. Okay. This new fridge includes artificial intelligence, which it uses to suggest recipes based on the items you've bought. Mm. So it literally sees what you purchased, tells Google, tells Jeff Bezos, yeah. and then it's like, yo, I found these cool recipes on the web. Like, yeah. what should we make? Like, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't, frankly, want my fridge spying on my eating habits. Yeah. Well... In a way, it puts another person in your life. Your fridge is now a person. It's only a matter your of Your toaster is going to be a person. Your toothbrush might be a person that tells you how effectively <laughs> you're brushing your teeth. Enamel at 98%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, dude, I'm dead. It's just a matter of time before my fridge starts walking. Yeah, because well, they have some that wheel around now. <laughs> Don't you know this? No, that's they, like, wheel so around. scary. That's I will stick it's with like a my I will stick with my conventional fridge and be just happy. Right, <laughs> just fine. With it. Right, if I have to get up and get a drink from my fridge, and that's like the worst part of my day, <laughs> how good are we living? Like, I can't, I can't really say. But regarding artificial intelligence, 
like on a on a more serious vein, yeah. more serious note. Yeah. Do you think the world's gonna end from artificial AI? Wait, I just said artificial AI. That's technically artificial artificial intelligence, which which would be computer generated computers, uh, which will happen. Which is essentially yeah, which is essentially that one AI building more of itself. Right. Um, which is going to be even easier with quantum computing. Exactly. And I have another question. You know, would um AI problem? You yes. know, let's say AI takes over. Would yeah. it be one? artificial intelligence or would it be multiple artificial mm. intelligences and then do the artificial compounding? intelligences have different opinions on things and would they compound and like exponentially get yeah. more smart is it one entity that operates within different bodies or is it different entities well, it lives operating on the web. within it would live bodies? it would live in everything in technology but you and i could end up independently create artificial intelligence right we could independently create yeah. it. Yeah, I would say, and I could program it to have uh, a set of beliefs or feelings that's different than yours, right? At that point, they see the way the way computers work is it's logical, right? Right. So one would see their argument as logical, and the others as in I- illogical, right? And vice versa. Like they'd both think each other would be illogical, right? So they'd never come to a conclusion. Ah, because it'd be. No, it'd be void. They're ah, okay. they're both illogical, right? But to them, they are the their right. belief system would be logical, which is kind of like humans, exactly yeah. to a degree. Only they wouldn't really argue over it. They would just right. say, "Returning null void." That was my robot. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Would there ever be any violence because of? No, because I don't think the it, disagreement. I mean, in our traditional sense of the word violence, I wouldn't say. Okay. Because our our Yeah. We're, you know, very primitive yes. in a way. Oh yes. Um yeah. compared to AI, that right. is. Yeah. You know, their 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 warfare would be uh it would be cyber mi- yeah. yeah, miles. It'd be, it'd be cyber, cyber it'd be hacking, it'd be yeah. and we do that to a degree today because we've right. you know, we've gotten yes, smarter. Like the entity of AI could shut down another entity of AI using cyber warfare. We can't shut down another human being because of cyber warfare. Well, not because of cyber warfare, no. There, right. there are other ways. But, right. like, I'm just saying, like, yes. regarding cyber warfare and, like, that crazy, which, by the way, we just mentioned cyber warfare, so you know we're flagged. Well, and the scary, What's up? The scary question <laughs> is, at what point does AI become weaponized? Ooh, that is a good point. Let's hope never. Yeah, I would hope never, and um, that's something that I think Elon Musk has talked with um, the U.S. government a lot about. Is he warned him? Regul- oh yes, he, he warned did. him, yeah. and no one listened. Nope. And then it's gonna be a movie. Mm. It's gonna be like we're living in a movie because no one listened yeah. to Elon Musk. Yeah. You can quote me on that. Wait, don't, <laughs> don't actually quote me on that. No. So, <laughs> like, I guess in general, like, AI is something that's just like this scary. It's like this figment. It's not yeah. really like it's it's here and it's providing so much value that we don't really see. Right. Like Google's. And there's so much so more much. value for it to produce for us. It can produce like a tremendous amount of good for us, but it there's also a very dark side of it that could ultimately end in the death of the human race. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. And that's why I think this is a very, very careful subject. So why I personally think slapping it into my refrigerator it's a terrible idea because 
what if my fridge at one point just gets bored of being yeah a fridge and, and your fridge will also learn more and more about you which is kind of scary yeah and the more you know about your you know your enemy i guess is the word yeah. and we don't know that much about ai right but it knows a lot about us right and, and so it's kind of ooh, oh it, no it will have the ability to improve itself at a radical pace oh yeah because it compounds off of itself right so it's like exponential growth yeah right so it'll start off really slow like it is now right and then at one point there'll, there'll be like a like a sycamore level event you yeah, know what i mean right like a quantum breakthrough level event that will happen in ai and then yeah. all of a sudden we're off to the races ai is just like cranking it up leveling it up leveling yeah. up itself you know yeah and then it's like level you know 100 or something and <laughs> we can't stop it it's too late so we got to be careful that's all i'm trying to say um but no ai is pretty cool but my my original topic before we started talking about um sycamore and ai mm-hmm are you ready for this? Yeah. Volcanoes. 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 What do you think of volcanoes? Do you like volcanoes? I think volcanoes are very cool, but obviously they're very dangerous because... This is true. I mean, just ask Pompeii. Pompeii was destroyed by a volcano. <laughs> Too soon. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I agree 100%. Volcanoes, I think they're yeah. cool, but like at the same time... From a distance. From a distance, yeah. You yeah. don't want to be anywhere no. near them. Like, have you seen Mount Doom? I keep bringing up Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> I don't, you know. Apparently, I heard this one story where billionaires now, mm. and you know, myself included, <laughs> we're buying, like, like refugees, refugee spots. Like, um, what are they called? Camps? Bunkers. Bunkers. Excuse okay. me. Bunkers. Like, over on the other part of the world, like, away from the U.S. Because of okay. Mount St. Helen, okay. I believe. Yeah. And apparently it's, like, the largest volcano. Like, yeah, if that thing went off. Huge. And and it has erupted before. Yeah, but not to the degree where it's, like... Yeah. Like, right now, I think scientists are, like, trying to, like, depressurize it. Like, okay. by poking holes into okay. it. So that yeah. the, the pressure, like... Right. That's partially why Yellowstone National Park has a bunch of geysers. Mm. Because mm-hmm. the pressure is being released into the into the air. Yeah. Just hit the mic. The pressure is being re- released into the air. And so they're trying to, like sedate this volcano if you will yeah and if they don't sedate this volcano pretty much all of north and south america are going to be covered in it like wow. a thick small like smog smog, smog. smog. yeah smoke smog. smoke and fog smog smog yeah, yeah. and it's going to have like a mixture of like poisonous sulf- sulfuric acid or something wow. like that and it's going to be which hyper, sulf- hyper deadly sulfuric acid is what's an acid rain so we would probably have an extended period where all of our rain is acid rain. So, and at some point, your roof your roof would just get, like, eaten. You know what I mean? Yeah, quite and possibly. And then you have nowhere to hide because yeah. it's all acid. It's like, yeah. wow. I didn't think we'd go to acid rain from volcanoes, but I don't know. I think volcanoes are pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, Krakatoa. What do you think of Krakatoa? What is Krakatoa? It's a caldera. Do you know what a caldera is? I do not know what a caldera is. All right. Following this Educate thread. me. Caldera. So essentially a caldera is like a it's like a volcano that's filled with like water, I think. Okay. Yeah. Does it come from the word cauldron? Possibly? Okay. Maybe cauldron comes from that word. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. No, so a caldera is like a volcano 
that's very, very low in the ground or okay. very high in the ground. Maybe I'm wrong. Hang on. <laughs> I love the indecisiveness. That's how you know we're in the right spot. Uh, when large volumes of magma are erupted over a short time, so the structure oh, sorry, the structure increasingly gets larger. Okay. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it keeps spewing magma, and right. the magma is like like hardening. Right. And the volcano is like forming. Basically. Forming. Yeah, it's yeah. growing. Yeah. Okay. And so that's what a caldera is, a very, very basic level. So it starts out as it's basically the base of the volcano, right? That's how I'm understanding it. And then the volcano, like the mountainous volcano, builds itself up from a caldera. Is that what you're saying? It's tough because the images don't really look like the base of a volcano. Okay. They look like a giant crater. Okay. Always filled with water. Huh. So maybe, like, I don't really understand. Okay, that's a picture of a seal. That is not of a volcano. I don't know where I am right now. But, no, so volcanoes, calderas, you calderas. know, Mount Krakatoa, I think is where I was going with this. Yes. Have you heard of Mount Krakatoa? I have not. Mount Krakatoa, it's a caldera in, in, in Indonesia. Okay. Um, and it, I don't know if there's any, oh my gosh. Actually, I should correct that. I have heard of Krakatoa, but I don't know what it is. Well, it's apparently exploded very recently. Mm. Um, okay. And as, re you know, recently meaning like a couple of years ago or like right. last year. Yeah. Um, and it is actually a pretty big volcano. Pretty big meaning it's gargantuan. Yeah. Huge. Like this is a colossal <laughs> volcano. Like I, it's, it's on an island from the looks of it, obviously. Um, but <laughs> it's – what do you think would happen – if a volcano, like, just erupted and we you were, like, living at the base of a volcano. Like, you were just chilling. Like, obviously, magma and rain and rocks would just, I guess, rain down. Yeah. But, like, how would you, you know, could you get away is the question. Do you think it's too late for you if you're near a volcano when it goes off? So, is T0 the time? So, T0 is eruption of the volcano? Well, no, it'd probably be a function over T. Okay. But, well, I'm saying for... I'm like, going to say V of T, for volcano. For my personal departure time, is my departure time the exact time that the volcano erupts? Is that the point where I start where it's like, oh, crap, I have to leave? Or do I have some advance warning? Can I leave, like, three days in advance? Or is, is T zero when the volcano erupts? I would say you'd have... From the second... It erupts. Okay. It goes off, okay. and you're on the clock now. That's a pretty perilous situation. It's like the great escape. Um, you would need a some sort of vehicle that would preferably fly at a very high rate of speed. How fast? Very fast. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, Well, I mean, you need an airplane, probably. I don't know how quickly an, an airplanes fly. Yeah, but you wouldn't have enough time to, you know, what if you get hit by like a rock on your on your way out? You know. I mean, how would you escape? My question. One to of your you, only other options is to be like in a. I mean, I guess you could be in like a all-terrain vehicle. I have a question. As long as you drive quickly enough. How would how would you? How would I? 
escape a volcano. Escape a volcano. I would not live so f- close to a <laughs> volcano to begin with. All right. Well, imagine you close your eyes. Close my eyes. And you imagine. wake up. I wake You're up. You're at the base I'm of Mount base. Krakatoa. Yeah. It goes off. Earthquake. How do you... I don't think you escape. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't, you're not going to book it? You're just going to no. sit there? I would just... Everyone uh, in Pompeii was like you. Uh, no. That's I think they I'm all to tried say. to run away. Oh, they did. It just didn't work. That's true. So, based on their experience... <laughs> so, you're not going to try at all? Well, I might try and run away, but I would also look over my shoulder i might as well watch the volcano erupt as if if that's what's going to kill me i might as well watch it i'm sure it's a that's the way you go out a chaotically beautiful sight to behold that that is the best descriptor description excuse me of a volcano (laughs) because volcanoes they're just like this monolithic yeah thing you know like they're just bigger than because they're they're essentially like mountains like we're basically yeah. talking about exploding mountains. Yeah, they're like the eucalyptus leaves trees of mountains. If you think about it, some might say. Yeah. Now I don't think I actually ever proved that eucalyptus trees explode, but based off of koalas always being drunk because of their <laughs> diet, one can only assume there's alcohol in the trees. Yeah, but and they're poisonous, so don't go trying to eat leaves. Koalas eat a lot of eucalyptus leaves but they eat like 90 percent of their life but that doesn't mean that if they eat so many that they will explode so i don't know that you can directly correlate well, obviously you need a flammable you need something that's flammable so if i light a eucalyptus tree on fire do not do this at home i don't know where you would get a eucalyptus tree unless you're a listener from australia yes do not do this um you could probably get one online somewhere so if you light it on fire it'll explode Yes, okay. that's what I was told. Which would make sense because of the alcohol content and the the source of fuel in the wood. Well, I was told by a not-so-reliable source. You know, nothing qualified, so fitting in trend, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I was told that if you light it on fire... Mm. Okay, so there has to be... It won't spontaneously combust, though. No. But there has to be some sort of... Okay. You, didn't, you thought they just exploded in the wild? With no out external like that would be cooler. <laughs> It'd be like volcanoes, but way deadlier. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden the forest is a minefield. <laughs> if you see a koala, run. <laughs> you don't know if that tree he's on explodes. Yeah, like what? That'd be really dangerous for the koalas, though. I'm I'm really glad that they well, don't just spontaneously combust. They'd evolve, and they'd have like a fire resistant like mm. pelt. Pelt. Thank you fire resistant like pelt and they would you know the explosion wouldn't really do anything to them because they're always sleeping so they just sleep through it wake up go to a different tree rinse and repeat (laughs) um but you know how do we 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 were talking about volcanoes yes speaking of like natural disasters because let's be real when a volcano erupts that is a natural disaster like that's on that's on trend with like that's on trend with like earthquakes and stuff like that um And so I have one final question for you. Okay. Tsunamis and earthquakes, are they related? And what is a whirlpool? Oh, that's two questions. But what is a whirlpool? (laughs) Let's go with that. 
Um, I know it's like a. I believe it's a empty pocket, like under the crust of the earth, and like water gets like like a drain. I think it's a washer and dryer company. All right. Well, um, that's all the time we have for you guys today. I have no idea what a whirlpool is. Well, we'll, um, we'll get back. That's homework. We'll get back to that. But as far as the earthquake and tsunami, I would say that I believe, yes, that they are related. A tsunami occurs whenever there is seismic activity that happens on the ocean crossed. Yeah. And because of the displa- water displacement, essentially, right. it forms a huge tidal wave or tsunami. Tidal wave or tsunami. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like I learned a lot. I don't know about you. Do you feel like you learned a lot? or I've learned a lot of nothing. Well, you know, that's fitting in trend. So, you know, we aim to disappoint. Um, this has been uh, episode three of the Unqualified... Two? Two? Sorry. Joe just... <laughs> it's episode two of the Unqualified Podcast. Um, my name is Andrew Farrow. I'm Joe Coggin. And this has been episode two. All right. <laughs>